Hey, it's Margot Tantow here. Welcome to Windowsill Chats, a podcast for creatives and the creatively curious. I am so glad you're here. I've spent decades working with artists and being one myself. I've spent time in the trenches, figuring out the best way to get something made, how to put oneself out there, how to get your work noticed, and pull yourself up and face the next challenge. Windowsill Chats brings you creativity from a global perspective, as I talk in depth to friends I've met along the way. I'm here to bring their stories to you, as well as a few of my own, and see if there's anything you can pull out for yourself. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. Yes, I need your trouble. Everybody, thanks for tuning back into this episode of Windowsill Chats. As I record this for you today, it's actually sunny here in the Pacific Northwest, and my cat has perched himself and is lounging in my sunny windowsill, so that kind of makes me smile. I wanted to read to you a really thoughtful review left by Megos Martin. Sometimes when I listen to artist interviews, I'm left feeling intimidated, but not here. The insightful and honest conversations Margot has with all of these amazing guests somehow makes the artistic world feel more accessible. Thank you so much for saying that. That is really my goal is to have us all feel a little closer together and that we have that much more in common and that it's all possible. If you would like to leave a review, please go do so. Um, It's possible to do so at the end of the episode down at the bottom of the page. So thank you, Megos Martin, for your lovely review. Today, I am super honored to talk to Melanie Stimmel. Melanie is an artist who grew up in LA. And as you hear her and when you check out her work, you'll see that she is quite proficient she does beautiful work. It's rich in color. It's just, I just love talking to her and hearing about her story. Melanie says when she looks back at her career, she wants to know that everything was cultivated with passion, authenticity, and whimsy. Melanie has spent the last 20 plus years immersed in the most adventurous art career, which you'll hear plenty of wonderful things about. She never imagined where her creativity would take her and each step in her journey has taught her something invaluable. She earned an illustration degree from Art Center College of Design in Pasadena and spent her first eight years after college as technical director on a very popular animated series. During that time, she fell in love with street painting. This snowballed, and she had the opportunity to paint in places all over the world. During her 20 years as a freelance street painter and muralist, she was awarded medals and awards and all sorts of things that just she never dreamed would happen when she started on her path. In 2012, she and her husband founded We Talk Chalk, a 3D street painting company. 
Since its inception, they have created over 900 paintings throughout the world, and it's not stopping. While street painting is still a love, Melanie has found a new passion for her roots in illustration and what has always made her heart sing, creating wonderfully whimsical worlds that we can escape to. So you can usually find Melody in her studio, painting at her easel, illustrating on her iPad, or creating a new pattern collection. Melanie believes you create what you love, spread positivity, and inspire beauty in the world. And if you're anything like her, you enjoy spending free time in a beautiful space full of inspiration that is authentically you. Melanie loves the idea of helping others create their happy place too by creating feminine and wonderfully whimsical imagery for any surface. One thing she's not tooting her horn on here is how much she has embraced helping other artists along the way. She's got great Skillshare classes and wonderful um, things and goodies for you on her website. So it's all available in the show notes. I also wanted you to know I have a waiting list now available at tantaustudio.com for the windowsill workshops, which will be starting soon. So if you hop on that, you'll be able to know about that. There's a couple other things that are in the works that might tempt you if you check out the website. So just pop over to the website. You can see what interests you there. And without further ado, let's go talk to Melanie Stimmel. Thank you, Melanie, for being here with me today in your sunny, gorgeous studio. I'm getting to look at through my little Zoom screen. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with you, Margo. It's awesome. exciting. Yeah, I met Melanie or figured out who you were in um, a course we were in. My friend Natalie and I were teaching and, and Melanie was one of the people that jumped in and said yes, which I loved. And I just love getting to know a little bit more about you and I want to know more. It was great getting to know you all as well. And that was such a great group of ladies to be a part of. Yeah, there's, you know, there's something about creating community anytime, but especially now that I think is so valuable and especially helping other people along in their creative pursuits, which is something you're obviously very good at as well. So I'm anxious to hear more. Yeah. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about young Melanie. Were you always creative? Did you, did you know your path early on? Um, I was always creative. I was always drawing, uh, mostly drawing. And I remember my parents would always these great marker sets and these nice. coloring books. Wasn't that the best to get a new marker set? Oh my gosh. I love the feeling of that. (laughs) I just love them. And I remember my mom would sit with me and color. And um, I had this one with these like Renaissance ladies with these beautiful big dresses. Mm. And she would tell me before I start, okay, now think about the colors that you're going to do in the dress. You know, like if you're going to do purple, then you have to choose something that goes with the purple. And I just, I, I look back on that and I think how much of an impact that, had on my um, use of color now, because even when I draw now, um, I think I think better when I'm using color versus just a pencil. Oh, interesting. Well, your colors are just rich and your imagery is, it's magnetic. It draws you in and your use of color is startlingly enticing. Like it is bold, but it's so sophisticated at the same time. You, you definitely have a handle on that. And I love hearing, you know, that back then you were thinking, I mean, it's kind of like, how do you get to be such a good um, artist without thinking about that? So I love hearing that. I appreciate that. But, but that was fun. And that was, um, 
it's something, you know, you don't realize till later, but uh, anyway, yeah. So I was always drawing and <laughs> I remember the first thoughts of a career were as a court stenographer. Oh, I wasn't wow. thinking about art sure. and it wasn't until this is very strange, but we were in a shoe store <laughs> and it. This, it was a place we went often. And the lady was just always so nice. And um, she had told me about um, art center college of design oh, yeah, yeah. in Pasadena, California. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> like an art school. <laughs> that would actually be <laughs> pretty <thought>. amazing. <laughs> and um so my mom and, you know, my dad looked into it for me and I was like, okay, we have to go visit. And we went and I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do for sure. Oh, wow. How old were you then? Do you think? When you figured I, that was, out? I was just barely in high school because okay. uh, I remember going there and falling in love with, with the school itself. And then I started taking Saturday high classes. Oh, wow. Program for high school students. And that <sighs> was like, oh, it was the best. It was the best. Oh my gosh. I'll have to check in. I have a 13 year old. Maybe they do some online. Oh yeah. What sure. a cool thing to know then and start to dig into then and obviously be so supported in it by your parents. That's not yeah, always the case. Always very supportive. And they were both always very creative, but just didn't pursue it. Mm. You know? So I think they um, kind of lived their dreams by, you know, supporting me in that, which was, which was fantastic. And they're still very supportive, but um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I went in the art center after, after uh, high school and I was one of the youngest um, students there. Cause the average age was like 26 and I was huh. 19. Wow. <laughs> like I took that's a, ed. that's a whole learning in itself. It was, yeah, I was very young, very naive. And uh, I remember feeling completely uh, out of my element and completely insecure about my work compared to everybody else's, you know, because a lot of people already had art degrees and and different things. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't compete with these people. And I started doing two projects for every one project that was assigned. Oh, wow, Melanie. Mm -hmm. And everybody thought I was sniffing glue because (laughs) you're crazy (laughs) because it is so, I mean, it was a really difficult school to get through. It's very much run like a business. And for a 19 year old, I was just like, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go. And uh, I mean, I didn't have anything else going on. This is what I wanted to focus on. And uh, I did, I did two projects for, for everyone assigned. And um, you know, Sometimes I'd hit the nail on the head and sometimes I wouldn't, but that was okay because it was all about learning. And then I got better and I felt more confident in what I was doing. And, uh, you know, it ended up being like really fantastic experience for me. And, you know, in the end I was having, even though I still felt, you know, I'm not as good as these people over here. I had instructors, you know, coming up to me and saying, Hey, if you want a job after this, wow. you, can call. you know, and uh, I wouldn't say it was so much talent, but it was a lot of like hard work and they saw that I was motivated and determined and yeah. that's, you know, nine tenths really. I think when you, to see a young person, which, you know, and mixed in with those that were sort of, I'm sure kind of felt like they knew what they were doing <laughs> and, and then to, to tackle it the way you did that, that speaks volumes. I'm, I'm not surprised. That's pretty cool. I have one, just one thought question. When you would do two assignments, would you make them really different from each other? Like, would you try and tackle it from two different ways? Or would you just say, I have this idea and this idea, like, how'd you, what was your thought process? A do you lot remember? of them were very different. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's... And, um, 
I mean, there were some where I just couldn't, like, I remember I had to make this resin wave and there was no way I could do oh, two God. projects. Right. <laughs> oh no. But a lot of them, yeah, I, they would end up in two different directions because I just, I was like, you know, is this the way to go? Or is this the way to go? And I had two completely yeah. different ideas. So I just, I went with it. And of course it took loads more time, sure. but in the end, I think, um, you know, I was better for taking the time to do that. Sure. The learning. I mean, then you have, then you have two things that can be critiqued and you can learn from. I mean, I, I think back to my art school days and I can think of some specific projects that I would have liked to have done. Um, I wish I right. <laughs> had done twice, but that's, that's really cool. So with some opportunity at your fingertips, probably was your mindset, did you feel confident enough to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to check out some things and see what, what comes up for me. That's pretty much what my attitude was. I was just right. going to, you know, kind of see where things went. And I started out, uh, my friend and I went to New York and we had all these interviews set up with, you know, agencies and publishers because one of my goals was illustration yeah. and children's mm. book illustration specifically. And so we went out there, we did that. And then I had a few projects that came out of that. And so I was basically, you know, sitting in my parents' den, like painting these projects for like, um, you know, children's magazines and things like that. And some of it was really good. Some of it was like, Ooh, you know, this is a little iffy. I don't know if I can do this, but I pulled it off in the end. Mm -hmm. And then, <laughs> and then the crazy kind of started because I had a friend who called me up uh, who I went to school with. And I had taken while I was in school, a few animation courses, because uh -huh. that was the big thing that was completely new, right? This digital yep. animation. And um, he's like, hey, this show is hiring. Do you want to, you know, apply, interview? And I was like, eh, I have no idea what this is. I didn't know what the show was. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about it. But I was like, you know, I have a demo reel. Why not go and interview? Because it's great practice, right? Right. And, uh, I went out there, I interviewed, and they offered me the job. Wow. Which was a ridiculous amount of money. I was like, holy cow, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Who am um, I? I was like, okay, it's just a year of production. I can totally do that. And then I'll just go back to the illustration and, and everything will be fine. So I did that. I had no idea what I had gotten myself into because the show was South Park, uh, which I, wow. I had never seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I had never seen, I think I was, I was 21 or 22. I had never seen the show and I was, yeah. I was super innocent and naive. And I was like, Oh my gosh, they're saying these horrible things. Right? <laughs> yeah, I have to, I have to immerse myself in this. Yeah. Exactly. And so, but it was also super wow. exciting. And, yeah. it was and they, I mean, what a time and a place to be in game changing, you know, media. Absolutely. And it was, um, the project was the feature film. So the show was going on, but okay. this is for the feature film. And, sure. and I was like, how cool is this? Like, I'm just out of college and I'm working on this feature film, which is probably gonna, you know, be doing really well because right? everybody knows what this is. And, um, so I did that and I learned so much. And I think what I took away from that the most was like budgeting my time, uh -huh. you know, getting things done, like, loading everything kind of at the front end, you know, and, uh, and then also just kind of working with people. Uh, yeah. I ended up, uh, being moved up to uh, lead technical director, like oh. within the first couple months. And again, I was young. I yeah. was like, okay, I'll do this, you know, and then I was kind of leading, leading the team. So 
they asked me to go to the TV show after the production was done. And I was like, this is great. I'm going to continue. I mean, it's, it's still in the arts. Everything was digital. Of Mm -hmm. course, you know, it wasn't a lot of drawing, but I became the go-to for doing running sequences with the characters Mm -hmm. and for characters like taking off their clothes because I had the art background and the illustration background. I knew what those things needed to look like, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So I was doing all these very specific things and I did that for eight years. Wow. wow. (laughs) And it was a long time. It was super grueling schedule, but- When I started on the feature film that first year, so way back at the beginning, uh, within the first month that I was there, I received a call from another friend saying, hey, (laughs) there's this festival in Florida and they need another artist. Would you like to do this? And I was like, again, I have no idea what street painting is. Like, sure, but it's a free trip to Florida. I have the time off, right? I'll go and do this. And I went out and I did this, I think it was like an eight by eight foot painting with soft pastels on the sidewalk. And I remember sitting there and I was surrounded by palm trees. I could see the water. There were dolphins swimming by, nice. you know, I was wow. like, this is the life. Yeah. <laughs> right? How fantastic is this? And I just fell in love with the art form. And love so it. through the time that I was um, at South Park, all those eight years, every time yeah. we had a hiatus, which was every summer. Sure. And uh, during the winter, that summer was street painting season. Wow, that's so perfect. As soon as I was done with South Park, I would pack my bags <laughs> and I would leave and I would basically wander around to all these festivals um, so cool. in California and Arizona and all these places. And I loved it. People loved what I was doing. And the second year that I was doing it, I decided I had heard about these events in Europe uh, that were competitions. And I'm like, I'm going to see if I can go do this. And one of my you know, as a kid, one of those things that I always dreamed about was traveling. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I would do these projects on the Kremlin and, you know, Italy and the, you know, just everything was about dreaming about going to these places. Well, especially for somebody interested in art. Oh, totally. You know, just the things that you can see and all the inspiration. And when I started street painting, I realized that this was starting to happen. You know, I had no idea how I was going to be able to travel, but Mm -hmm. street painting made it possible because I would be, you know, I went to Italy and I was competing in those events in Germany. And then I had people from Turkey calling and saying, Hey, or emailing at the time, Hey, you know, we would love to bring street painting to Istanbul, or we would love to bring street painting to the Republic of Georgia. And so it just kind of snowballed into this, um, kind of a whirlwind <laughs> where yeah. every chance I got, I was going to these places and doing these larger than life paintings. And it was, it was amazing. Well, and what a way to do it because you're immersing yourself in the culture. You're having conversations, you know, as much as you can um, right. with people who live there, you know, locals and, and tourists alike, but it's not like, Oh, here, we're going to go travel and see this site and see that site. I mean, you, you get to really get to, into into the earth so to speak that's what yeah. a way to do that what memories you what what a great wonderful thing to build which i know you you have certainly built and your your work is so perfect for that i mean looking at some of the street art you've done it's just mind boggling when you first did it did you just did you i mean obviously you knew how to do art but like 
to know what materials you needed, you know, did, was that a learning curve or did you just kind of know somebody who could help you along? How did you even start with that? Yeah. So before we went to that first event, I remember there was a group of us that uh, were going and <laughs> a friend of mine just sat us down in a park for like 15 minutes. It was like, okay, so you basically do it like this, you know, and this is like, you know, a little like one by one square, you know, yeah. but we had to do this, you know, eight yeah. by eight foot square. Um, but it was just something that as an artist and working with these, these tools before you kind of got mm-hmm. the hang of quickly and you know how to yeah. lay your color and you know how to put it down. And it was just the idea of getting used to the surface that you're working on and working out in the hot sun or the rain sure. or the wind, you know, and sitting in these weird positions, but it just, it just worked for me and I loved it so much. And the thing that I loved the most was the thing that's so different from, you know, working alone in your studio was the interaction yes. with the people yeah. as you were working. You know, it was rare for people to have the opportunity to see an artist create an artwork from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. So the drawing stage, you know, uh, to the very end when you're putting on those finishing touches. And it was such a magical thing. Like, especially I look back at these international festivals that I did, like in Italy, the festival is 24 hours. So you start oh, at wow. 6 p.m. I was going to ask timing start at 6 p.m. on one evening and then you end at 6 p.m. the next day, wow. but you basically work through the night because it's so hard, hot during the day, you know, you're like burning alive, but you just, you want to keep working because of the atmosphere. So yeah. you know, 3 a.m. in the morning, people are walking, they're strolling through the piazza where you're working and they're drinking wine and they're chatting and you can hear people like in the houses around you, like, you know, eating, you can hear their forks, oh you know, how cool it's, it's just a, a really beautiful experience. Um, but I ended up, uh, winning these competitions and I have gold medals now, which as an artist having gold medals, that's, it's almost ridiculous, right? That's so <laughs> but, cool. So I have these things and I won the title of Maestro Matanara, which is a master street painter. Um, that's and awesome. then so many congratulations. I mean, I thank think you, I think also thinking of what you want to put down on that surface, because, it, it, you know, the perspective and all the trompe l'oeil kind of effects mm-hmm. that, you know, it's just another way to take all that you learned and all your color sense and everything and just explode it out in a whole another way. And people must have just loved it. I just I love looking at them. It's really yeah, cool. It's such a different experience for people to see it happen you know, right in front of them, you know, you see it in magazines and, and books and things, but when they actually get to see it in person, there's such this great, you know, conversation that starts to happen between you and them. And then also them and the artwork itself, you know, Mm. Oh, I want to take pictures with it. Can I sit here next to you and have my picture taken, Mm. you know, with the painting. And, and so it's just, it's so, it's so fun. That's really cool. And, and then the impermanence of it is another interesting aspect. Yeah. It's so ephemeral. So most of the time it's only there during the time that you're creating it, especially Mm -hmm. here in the States, like most of the events and um, even corporate uh, events that we do, they are washed away after, Mm -hmm. you know, pretty quickly after. Mm -hmm. Um, But in Europe, they let them stay. Yeah, And if you go back the next year, you can sometimes see the ghost image of your work, which is really cool as well. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's wonderful. So you're still, so, okay. Let's go back to, so you're doing that in the off season, mm-hmm. you're South parking the rest of the time. Yeah. What was the next shift for you? So the next shift was, I was 
on hiatus. I was doing my street painting things. And then I had this, um, this thing come through my email, like, Hey, there's this mural studio that's looking for a few artists to help out for the summer. And I was like, I have the summer. I can go help out in a mural studio. Yeah. <laughs> so I went and, uh, I remember the, the interview was more of a, okay, we're going to all just sew this canvas together. And it was huge. It was like a 30 by 20 foot canvas on a wall. Wow. Um, so we were all working together and uh, at the end of it, he ended up offering me a job working at the studio and we were doing murals for uh, Bristol Farms. Oh, sure, sure. And uh, I was doing that and it was like a few weeks away before I had to start South Park again. And I was like, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I want to go back. I'm, I'm thinking that I just want to, I want to do what I was trained to do. You know, yeah. everything at South Park was digital and the hours were like completely grueling. It must when have been there. Yeah. So I'm like, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to quit. So I remember calling them up and, and letting them know. And, uh, I was so nervous. Oh <laughs> so my God. That is one of the most nervous when you have to do, Oh, that that's, yeah. that's not yeah. fun. But I did it. And then when I, after I was done, I was like, it felt so good because I was like, now I can do exactly what I want to do. I don't have any reservations about it, you know, and it all worked out. And then I started, you know, um, just taking on more commissions for street painting for, um, different events. I was doing fine art exhibitions. I I was just kind of doing everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and I loved it. I also started teaching Mm -hmm. and then, you know, I met my husband and, I got pregnant Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I was, I was street painting pretty much up until I was eight months pregnant. Oh, wow. And I remember I was street painting and I was also teaching, I was teaching, uh, street painting workshops to kids in schools throughout, uh, Orange County in California. And I went to get up (laughs) because I was doing a demo on the floor and that didn't go so well. (laughs) (laughs) I lost my balance and I ended up on my hands and knees again. Right. Okay. And everybody was like in a panic, like, oh my gosh. I'm like, no, no, I'm fine. I didn't fall on my stomach, you know, but I mean, I had a very big stomach. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I was like, okay, well, I can't do this anymore for the next few months. And that was such a bummer because, you know, I, I loved doing it so much. And, yeah. uh, and then I received a call from Comic-Con. Oh, sure. And they wanted a street painting for their convention. And uh-huh. I was so bummed. Because for years I had been hoping this client. Oh (laughs) yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of everything coming together for you. Exactly. So you're sending them all these things, you know, sending emails and, oh, here's what I recently did. And finally, finally it happens and I can't do it. And I was like, no. So I ended up passing the project on to a friend of mine. I was, I was just like, oh no, now I lost that client. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if they like what this other artist does, they're not going to think about me again. Like that relationship is done. They're going to move on with this person, right? And my husband was like, he comes from business background. He ran, he ran a company in Holland. um, And uh, he's like, okay, what if you think about this differently? What if we form a company, a street Mm -hmm. painting company, and uh, we will hire artists to do these projects? Uh So we just kind of rethought everything and... It was instant. Oh my gosh. So instant. So I, you know, I had my son and everything went fine. We formed our company in January of 2012. And within that first month, we had our first two big projects. Wow. And the first big project was with Coors Light. 
for a five city campaign, which was amazing. Like the fact that we were doing five larger than life 3D street paintings for Coors Light, like mm. amazing, right? And yes. then we had a project with Foi de Paris in Paris, mm. which is this huge home like convention that mm -hmm. they have in Paris every year. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was in the first month. Wow. So people must have been looking for a way to, to make it feel official, to hire somebody in a way that felt official, which you've exactly. then presented to and, them. And I think that's exactly what it is because we weren't just Melanie Stimmel. Mm -hmm. We were a company with a name. We had insurance. We had, mm. you know, a portfolio. We had all the things that another company would look at and say, okay, they are trustworthy. We know that they're going to show up. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it just kind of all came together. And then it, again, it just, we had this snowball effect where all these clients were like, Oh, well, we're going to go with them because right. Yeah. They have their decks in a row <clears throat> and it just, it worked out. And for years and years and years, we did that. We are in 10 years this January. And the thing is, is like, as I went through these years, I was designing everything. I had my hand in every painting that we created, even when we had a team of artists working with us. And there were times when there were paintings on the floor stacked on top of each other because we had wow. so many projects going on. At oh once. my gosh. So did, did you get to go back to Comic-Con? No, never went back to Comic-Con. <laughs> that, that one's coming. That one's Yet. coming. I know, right? <laughs> That one is coming. I mean, we had other fantastic projects. Oh, yeah. so I wasn't like, oh, you know, shoot. But I still think about it though. <laughs> but then pandemic hit and a lot of our work has to do with conventions. Yes. You know, people and want where people gather. Yep. And they want something different for their booth or for the main entrance and things like that. And so, which is why now we're in Vegas. Uh -huh. But um, pandemic hit and I was completely burned out. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is the perfect opportunity for me to like relax. And then I discovered this surface design thing. Uh huh. Look at that. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what that's all about. And I took a couple classes, and I'm like, wow, this is something I can get behind, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I just started creating a new portfolio. I was starting to do illustration again, which was my original love. And uh, I created a whole new portfolio and I decided, okay, I can do this on my own because I don't know how long this pandemic thing's going to last. I don't right. know if our company is going to jump back after this, right? If we're going to have work, but I needed to do something for myself because it was time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to seek representation and see if I can find an agent. Mm -hmm. And which was successful. It was successful. I, I did that. I found representation. I had my first licensing deal. And so all that is now going on while our company is now picking up steam again. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> and so now I'm doing these two things at the same time, which is, yeah. You're, I think you're doing more than two things. <laughs> In my... I'm doing more than two things, which is usual, which is usual for me. Well, and I love that too, because there's, there's something I read somewhere about a horoscope quote that you were read early on and just kind of, you're a doer, you're a, a risk taker, a mm -hmm. confident risk taker, which I can totally relate to because I, I my kind of point of view is why, why wouldn't you? So right. I, I can relate to that, but I think that has obviously led you down some really great roads. And so when, as things are starting to, you know, pick back up again, mm -hmm. and you are probably feeling like, oh gosh, okay, I have this company to run, but I'm finding this whole new passion and you're working with other artists to get them 
more going in the direction of their dreams. It's a good thing you have a, a business minded husband. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. So what, how are you, how are you feeling like you're going to start to balance as, as at the same time that you're holding on to what matters and is important to you, to your heart and gut? Yeah. So I'm still in the, the beginning stages of the, you know, sort of the creative coaching that, um, I have been loving and it's something that I've been doing for years without really realizing, yep, you know, as, as, you know, somebody who was running a company, I would always have artists coming to me, like, how do I deal with this? What do, yep. what do I do? You know? So it was always there, but, um, now that we're kind of at the, I hope the tail end of the pandemic and things are starting to pick up again, I can see where I need to delegate mm-hmm. <laughs> more. And, you know, when you have a company and you have, you know, artists that you work with, I'm able to do that. And mm-hmm. I, of course, have to stay at the, you know, at the front end of things and keep things moving and running and deal with clients and, and making sure they're happy. But I can, you know, now say more knows then I say yeses if I want to, which is uh, hugely important because there are projects that you take on because they're great money. Mm -hmm. So they don't really fit into your ideal. Mm -hmm. And, and that happens, you know, when you're working with corporate clients quite a bit, you know, but now I can see where, you know, if I'm also doing my personal business, maybe I don't have to take on so many of those big projects and maybe I can work more with uh, artists one-on-one, mm-hmm. you know, instead of taking on that extra project. So <clears throat> it'll be a balance for sure. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's that, it's that old adage, a yes is a no to something else. Yeah. When you say yes to something, you're saying no to something. Cause we only have so many hours in the day. So make sure, sure you're saying yes to what, to what feels right. And I, but it is, it's human. And especially for you, I mean, you, your company was going along. It was the, it was the pandemic that got in the way, not Mm -hmm. business. So, you know, there's people out there that have been waiting probably. And, but, you know, one of the things that I've um, definitely learned over the last year is to, as you were saying, to delegate, to, to give some of the things that I thought I had to do myself away to others who are really good at that and anxious Mm -hmm. to do it. it. It allows you to just move that much further. Um, so that, that'll be exciting to watch. I mean, I, your portfolio is another thing that I wanted to ask about because, you know, it's not, I mean, it's only been a year <laughs> you, <laughs> you have an agent and your portfolio is so delightful and Thank I, you. it's just, it's energetic and it's positive. And, and I know you, you learned from a course and, and really took that on your, you probably did, you know, like you did in, in school, you know more than one and got it to where you needed to be. But I can tell you're, you apply what you learn in a really, you know, when I was talking to someone yesterday who was saying, you know, there's all these courses that you can take, but if you, and you can sign up for and purchase and have, but if you don't take them in an and immerse yourself, you won't get anywhere. But if you do, you're going to move your needle. And it's it's, true. This year must just really feel like that for you. It does. And when I think back at at basically, yeah, I think it was last February when all this started or maybe it was March, but, um, I took that first course and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I just started creating, 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 creating. 
and it was really nonstop. And I would be in my studio and my husband would be like, are you coming out today? <laughs> are you, gonna, <laughs> you know, do are we seeing you? <laughs> be like, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, but it, it was, it was so, um, invigorating all of a sudden to do something creative, but have it excite you when you've been doing things, um, basically for other people to excite Mm -hmm. them, do you know? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I wasn't trying to please a client. I wasn't trying to please their audience. I was trying to please myself. And that was the key um, that kind of helped me move everything, including that needle forward, you know? And so then creating a portfolio wasn't, it wasn't a struggle. It wasn't a struggle to create, um, you know, a whole new set of illustrations. That wasn't the struggle. The struggle was, okay, now what am I going to do? Yeah. (laughs) Now what am I going to do? So do I want to go out and do I want to seek, you know, companies to license my work or do I want to seek an agent to do that? And will I even, you know, get representation with an agent? Is my work good enough? Of course. But I thought about, you know, our company and thinking this is going to end at some point, we're going to be back up and running. And am I going to have the time to go out and, you know, reach out to companies constantly? Because really yeah. that's what you have to do. You can't, you know, put a pause on that. No, and I was it's like, a lot of work. And I, and, you know, I have a nine-year-old, I have dogs, I have guinea pigs, <laughs> husband, yep. you know, <laughs> there are things that I also want to do. I love to, to garden, you know? So um, I thought if I, seek representation with an agent. If I get that fantastic, if not, then I'll do it on my own and we'll, we'll try it that way. But, but it worked. And so here I am. Did you reach out to people that you were interested in? How did you go about choosing that? So this was a whole process and I like telling artists this because they're like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. How do I do it? But what I did was I sat down, I researched, um, all the licensing agents that I could find. And I basically, you know, put stars next to the ones that I thought this might be Mm -hmm. a good fit. I Mm -hmm. like what they do. And then I sat down for, I think a full day and I figured out what my email was going to say. Yep. And then I sat down for a full day and I wrote the emails, but I, you know, made it specific to them. Mm-hmm. you know, and then I figured out, okay, what tear sheets or what portfolio sheets am I going to attach? And then I did my links and I really, I scheduled all this. I scheduled yeah. days to do this so that I was sure to sit down and do it and nothing else would distract me. And, um, I sent them out. I think I sent them out at 10 AM on a Tuesday morning. And by 11 AM, I had two responses in my Not inbox. Surprised. <laughs> yeah. And by the afternoon I had spoken to t- those two on the phone. And then two weeks later I signed with, um, cruise creatives. Nice. Yep. I, I really appreciate you talking through that because this is something that I get, I mean, I lectured on and get asked all the time because, um, it's about showing up in a way. It's just like when you guys started, we talk, talk business, you know, it's about showing up in a way and doing two projects that, that you're saying, I am a professional artist, even if you're And those of you, there's people that are just out there going like, oh, well, that's not me. Yes, it is. (laughs) I don't mean professional in that you've had your work on all these things. I mean, you're presenting yourself as someone who wants to work in this, in whatever field that is. Um, And you want to, you're interested, say, in having an agent. So you're going to take the time to write a letter that fits them to put your work together in a way that is 
that they can easily look at, you know, figure out how to have a conversation and it works. I mean, that is surprisingly not as common as you would think for just somebody to have a mindful interaction towards their goal. Yeah, absolutely. And I was recently helping another artist and I, you know, was trying to coach them through the idea of presentation is still everything. Mm-hmm. It really is. And you or only visual. that one shot. Yep. <laughs> exactly. You know, and yes, you can send an email two months later, but we're talking about this one moment when you are trying to make the most magnificent impression that you can make, you know, make it above and beyond you know, don't just slap those images in there and hope that, ah, oh, that'll maybe catch their eye. No, no, no. Put them in there and say, this is going to catch their eye. Know it, yeah. know it and own it. And, yeah. and you know, it, it doesn't take that much of your time to make sure all the images are the same size or to make sure, you know, the lighting is the same on each of them or whatever it is, whatever you're, you're including, make sure your name is on all of them. You know, it's, it's those little details that somebody who is a visual person is Mm going to notice. If anyone's going to notice, they're going to notice. Exactly. You know, so yeah. And I, I, I so agree. And I love that you are, and you have all those Skillshare classes too. I mean, you have a lot, um, Melanie's, website, obviously we'll put it in the show notes, but she's got so much there, you guys, for you goodies and tips and downloads and magical imagery and positive mojo. And I, and I just really commend you for, you know, you've had a path that's, you know, I feel like this chapter is just starting for you. I can't wait to see. I mean, I look at, I looked at your work today and I was imagining walking in, like, this is where my head goes for product (laughs) development, right? But I was imagining like walking into a space and seeing it all your product. Like I was sort of thinking, Disney and a, Mm. and a, cause your imagery is just, you know, how, when you go into a Disney store or Disney product where it's just hyper, like, and I don't, I mean, I'm not pigeonholing it, but I was just like, there's so much magic in what you do. It's, it need it's like, it's, it's in this magical place. And like, um, I was thinking about this too, when you were talking about South park and I had a friend that started an industrial, you know, I came up through art school where every, when things were done by hand and computers were just, mm-hmm. just starting. And I, you know, prided myself in drawing and figuring things out that way. But I remember I had a friend who had an internship, I think in industrial light and magic and literally she couldn't oh. draw. She <laughs> could, she could draw like stick figures, but um, she could do what they needed her to do on the computer. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, wait a minute, you know, <laughs> wait a minute. But to, but to get a hold of somebody like you at that time, who could, who had all that rich background and sure. could bring that to running or taking off a code or whatever it was. Right. And so you, what, what we do and we forget is that we bring all these things that we've learned along the way to what our next venture is. So mm-hmm. I love that you're sharing this knowledge outwardly as well as seeing where it goes for you because your, your fab, your product, sorry, your patterns are so rich. Your, your, you know, just the way you can capture the shine of something. And those, like you said, those rich 
colors next to each other. I just can't wait to see um, <laughs> where it goes. And I, and I love that it, in just this year, you've, you grab it and go, I can see that and admire that. And I can't wait to, to watch. Thank you so much. That means so much coming from you. You have no idea. Aww, <laughs> no idea. Gosh. Thank you. So Melanie, you know, I love this part. Tell me three people who are inspiring you at the moment. Okay. So the first one is Mark Ryden and he is a fine artist and I've been following him since I was in, um, since I was in college and I just love his work. He's also an art center alum. And I just, I think he's fascinating. I think his work is fascinating and his signature style is so evident in everything he does. And I love that. I love that. Couldn't agree more. I can see that you guys would have, you would be fascinating at a dinner party together. The two of you. <laughs> I would love to be a fly on that wall. That would be so cool. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, number two uh, is more of a, a current inspiration um, because uh, I found her on Instagram and I know she's taken uh, courses with you yes. and uh, Lilla, but Kelly Ann Dalton is, I just think she's so unique. Everything is so beautifully done and so thoughtful mm, in how said. she designs. I think everything is so beautiful. There's so much depth to it, even though um, it's not really rendered out. Mm-hmm. And I just find it fascinating. Um, I really admire people who can tap into what their, what their style is, what their, mm-hmm. I mean, brand, you know, that's a, it's like pivot. Yeah. I don't know right now, but right. she, she, you, she really does tap into her, her art and her spirit and it shows. And I love that one. It does. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, and then the third is somebody that I also discovered on Instagram. I don't even know his name, <laughs> but I know what he does. And uh, his Instagram name is Mr. Paisley's Studio. Hmm. And he does beautiful, beautiful um, textile design. Love that. And he works in Affinity Designer. And he does these gorgeous florals. He does toile. He does all these very luxurious highly detailed, um, patterns that are magnificent and some he does by hand. So he'll show you on his, um, on his feed, like him drawing live. And it's just so remarkable. The detail he gets into these lovely Mm. fabrics and wallpapers and things. Um, so I've been following him and I just love, like, he'll, you know, just do a few seconds of him, you know, putting the little details on a flower and it's, just mesmerizing to watch. I love that. Speaking of mesmerizing, I was totally zenning out to your sea urchin drawing on. Oh, thank you. On Instagram. <laughs> it just, I was like, what is she going to do next? And the, just the little dots and the lines. And I was just learning by watching, but also just, it was just really nice to see kind of, you know, I was thinking, I was like, is she going to put a dot there? It was just really, <laughs> it was really beautiful. And just that cream on gray on creamier cream. So Great. thank you. That's you're so inspiring funny. yourself. It's, I mean, you are inspiring inter- comma yourself. Right. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but you know, those are the things that as an artist, you don't think somebody is going to want to watch mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. in your head, you're like, this is so kind of, you know, it's just a little thing that I'm going to do, mm-hmm. but when you really start to look at what you watch other artists do, you're like, that is interesting, you know? So I really do think, you know, you were saying earlier, 
the 25 years of doing what you're doing and what we can and how we can help other artists. And that's, you know, my passion as well, but I think we do get so close to it and we're thinking, oh, that's just a thing that I do every day. But for others, it's a, it's could be a total aha moment. So absolutely. Just have to remember that. Thanks for those inspirations. They are good ones. I know I've said this before, but along the way, you know, other people looking in are like, what's she doing now? And it's like, what street painting or, you know, what for me, it was whatever it is, but it really is skilled, knowledgeable work and workmanship that makes all that happen. And it is organization and it is, you do have to have a business mind. And mm-hmm. I think I've said this before, but I can remember one boss I had in corporate because I went to corporate because I wanted to kind of learn how that would go. And he, he said, gosh, I, I mean, I knew you'd get the creative part of this, but I didn't think you'd have the business part. I was like, how do you think <laughs> I ran my own business for all these years without a like, and I can back a 50 foot four, 54 foot foot semi into the dock in Atlanta too, if, if I need to, but you know, I mean, not myself, but you know, it, it's, it, we balance all the things and I, I'm, it's just really refreshing to hear you talk about your process and what you're excited about next and helping others. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, um, I, you know, I have all this years and years of experience, <laughs> And when I look back at it, I'm like, you know, and somebody asked me a question, it's just, I think of a scenario where this has happened to me or what did I do in this situation? And, and there are so many of those situations, you know, and it's, it's, uh, you know, 25 years now, I think of situations that I've had to solve problems that I've had to solve and, and every client and every project is so different. So it doesn't matter that I solved 52 problems in the past, the next one is going to be different. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep on your feet and you have to be able to pivot and you have to be able to think outside of how things are normally done so that you can provide a solution that is going to make things work for them and for you. And I think that will help you so much in licensing as well, because I, I've always um, been extra drawn to working with people that get that, that move quickly, that aren't super attached to every line they draw. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a professional. And because you know, you having all those 25 years of working with clients, it's just the same. You're just doing a slight, you know, slightly different type of, of work, but that'll, that'll serve you very well. That'll serve you very well. What's, um, do you have a dream uh, project or something like when you think about what you, where you'd like to see your work? You know, that, that changes, mm-hmm. <laughs> it changes. I, you know, for a while there, I was, I was considering children's books again mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I love illustration. I love doing that. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing it. Um, but uh, I also really love helping artists. And so I have uh, the idea of a mastermind for 2022. Um, awesome. You know, in the back of my head and I've been working on, um, you know, eBooks and things like that for artists, because I see it all the time. I see artists undercharging for what they're doing or not charging at all for what they're doing. And just all these horrible situations that they get into just because they don't have somebody there to give them advice on things, you know, and it's, um, it's something that can be solved. (laughs) It can be solved. And I think, you know, that's the community part and the, and the mentoring and the, the peer to peer part that 
Absolutely. Has, has been an unexpected, but the biggest bonus of, of the internet for sure is linking with people all over the world and supporting each other. It's artists are really supportive of each other. They are. And it's, it's so great. Like here in Vegas, I said earlier that the people are a little bit different. It's, it's harder to, um, find a group that you relate to, mm-hmm. you know, but I found that in, you know, creative mojo. Mm-hmm. And now I have a couple of peer groups that we meet, you know, twice a month. And it's so amazing to have these like-minded people come yeah. together. These artists, we talk about what we're doing, what we're trying to do, how can we help each other, you know, get through all this. And, and we do, we, yeah. um, work together. We give suggestions, you know, we support each other on social media and it's, it's a beautiful thing to have that type of relationship, uh, whether it's virtual or in person, it's just something I think as artists, we need, you know, I, I thank you for saying that. I think that's absolutely my goal to build that well, a for the podcast, but in other ways that, that we can, and that everyone's working on in different ways, but it's that, um, you know, we see you, we see you listening all by yourself mm-hmm. in the corner of your studio, trying to find a ray of sunshine and, yeah. and mix your color, right. Or whatever it is. Um, and, and it's just great to support each other in, in those processes. And I absolutely love hearing the paths of how people get to where they are. Yours is yeah. fascinating. Thank you. <laughs> really great. Oh my gosh. I just, <laughs> that South Park left me speechless there for a second because <laughs> the, what was going through my head was, I'm so glad I didn't know that ahead of time. What was going through my head was the timing of it, the, you know, the, the magnitude of what that show, you know, how it shifted things and, mm-hmm. you know, all that's, all that's happening. You would, um, you would do a great, you would be a great graphic novel person. Oh, I mean, skit, I mean, yes, do some children's books, but sure. I'm, um, I've been doing a bunch of graphic novel research for another course, um, that I'm doing. And my son is mm-hmm. just turned 13 a couple of weeks ago and he, he loves them. I can, I can see you doing some magic there. Ooh, too. I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're so popular right now. Actually, my son reads graphic no- novels as well. So Well, and it's interesting too, because they're redoing all this classic literature into graphic Mm -hmm. novels, because guess what? Internet, media, TV, all that stuff. For my son, that was, it was kind of a solution to an issue where he's Mm -hmm. like, he's reading 1984 right now, but it's easier for him sometimes to shift, to trade off with a graphic novel. So anyway, I don't know. I just think I'd love to, I'd love to see what you did there. Yeah. Okay. Now you have to give me a new task. (laughs) Now I have to look into that. (laughs) That's good. I just want to thank you for sharing your gorgeous, colorful, positive, just go do itself today. I really. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you. So nice to see you again. Thank you. Let's do it again. And in that we'll just keep going peer to peer and supporting each other along the way. And I can't wait to see what you get up to next. Thank you. Love chatting with you. That's it for this episode of Windowsill Chats. Thanks so much for being here with me. It's just so great to be able to bring you these conversations with the fantastic people and wonderful friends that I've met and made along the way. Make sure you subscribe to Windowsill Chats on your favorite podcast app and please share it with a friend. 
And if this episode spoke to you, I'd really appreciate it if you would also leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can just go to the bottom of the episode you've just listened to and it'll let you leave a review. If you have any questions or want to check out more details or inspiration that we talked about, head over to the show notes at windowsillchats.com or tantostudio.com. They'll both take you to the same place. I can't wait to share more stories with you again next week. I value your time and I absolutely believe in your potential. Have a great one, everyone, and stay creatively curious.